0: Hello everyone, so I have finished this book called The Stoic Challenge a few days ago by William B. Irvine, or Professor Irvine. I have found the writings of William through the Waking Up app, as he recently has received his own section, amongst other types of meditations. Uh, His is not particularly a meditation, but more of a moral compass to use in life in order to live a more fulfilled and meaningful one. What he introduces is called Stoicism. He has produced great writings. Check out his bibliography, Slap in the Face, Stoic Challenge, or many more books and podcasts and Tet Talk. So engage with William's content, it's very valuable. But I must admit that I was very sceptical about Stoicism. First We will discuss a paragraph written by Nietzsche or Nietzsche, uh, which discusses Stoics and how they look or value certain aspects in their lives. Then we will move on to William's suggestions about why Stoicism is different. And lastly, we will discuss a few tricks and tips that you can use in your daily life. Um, Simple ones, but very effective ones and these tricks will help you to improve the overall mood and overall quality of your day-to-day activities, reduce your level of stress, and just make you a well-rounded and more happy person than you were before. But without further ado, let's roll this, and I will see you on the other side. Welcome back. So I heard of Stoicism before, although I was really biased due to what I have encountered through the merits of various philosophers. One of them, the famous Friedrich Nietzsche. And this is what Nietzsche had to say about Stoics. Forgive me if I make mistakes, it's not an easy paragraph to read. You want to live according to nature. Oh, you noble Stoics, what fraudulent words! Think of a being such as nature is, prodigal, beyond measure, indifferent beyond measure, without aims or intentions, without mercy or justice. At once fruitful and barren and uncertain, think of indifference itself as a power. How could you live according to such indifference? To live is that not precisely wanting to be other than this nature? Is living not valuating, preferring, being unjust, being limited, wanting to be different? And even if you're imperative, live according to nature meant at bottom. The same thing as live according to life. How could you not do that? Okay. Let us disclaim the fact that Nietzsche had probably a verbal IQ of over 180. So, I am not trying to nitpick his argument, but straightforward deny its validity as a whole. Sorry, but Nietzsche takes the Stoics to task here. And what he claims is that they provide a particularly clear example of dishonesty and trickery that he finds pervasive in philosophy. What he claims is that nature is already the all-encompassing element of life, so why tailor it into a suit which you can then just twist and tell how living according to it is so noble and elevating? Or in his words, nature is simply everything that there is. The idea of submitting to it rather than fighting it turns out to be boastful nonsense, an empty flourish to keep up their spirits. Nature is already in a state of ceaseless combat, one part against all others. What happens here, or what happened here with Nietzsche, is that in Zarathustra, he formulates this idea of a superman. And there are claims to the superman where this person is able to change thus it happened type of statements to thus I wielded it type of statements. And most probably, the coherency of his vision does not go hand in hand with his interpretation of Stoicism. I might be woefully wrong here, but I think that this is one aspect and one, at least one, side of the argument through I can justify how Nietzsche, and it was almost specifically this paragraph through which thus far I have accepted axiomatically and thought along these very lines while I was thinking of Stoics in general. It turned out, however, that Nietzsche did not engage, nor did he employ Stoic practices in his life, though which he might have benefited from, and maybe overcome his childhood drama of having a terrible father a little bit more easily. But on a serious note, what is up with Stoicism? Why is it different, and why did one of the greatest philosophers of all time manage to harmfully misinterpret these rather cheerful people? Here is how B. Irvine encountered Stoicism himself, and he claims the following. Well... It was the standard misconception that Stoics, the capital S Stoics, uppercase S Stoics, were also lowercase s stoical and that their goal was to suppress all emotions and simply bottle themselves up so they can become oblivious to the kinds of disasters that, world, that the world would present. What I discovered is that they weren't anti-emotion, they can better be described as anti-negative emotion, which is also very different from what Nietzsche postulates, as he postulates how Stoics are simply accepting all the negativity and harmfulness and the roughness what nature brings in itself. But in fact, these Stoic people happily experienced both negative and positive emotions because they have employed various practices, which we will discuss, a few of them, which we will discuss in the end of the podcast. And through these practices, they have managed to develop a structure, a framework and routines through which they managed to live a more meaningful and happy life. According to William, This is what would be written outside the Stoic school while trying to promote their philosophy of life and trying to sell it to you. Stoics. If you want to have a good life, what you need to do first is to realize that the thing of greatest value in life is tranquility. Then secondly, what they would write there is this. If what you seek is tranquility, here's the way to attain it. So they basically promote the concept of how to attain a tranquil mind, which they think is the driving purpose of a good life. So why was Nietzsche wrong then? I think that Nietzsche misinterpreted the story the Stoics presented as a lifestyle. He only understood the cruel negative aspects of it, and due to his negligence of their lifestyle, he basically took Stoics as people who surrendered and gave up all their powers while facing the terrible barren forces of nature. But that is utter tosh. In fact, Stoics will on purpose train themselves to encounter negative emotions from time to time, thus when the time comes, or rather when the tide comes. They will be ready to surf on top instead of drowning in the water. I think that this can be called living in harmony with nature, and while Nietzsche argues that all there is in life is nature, I would rather be in harmony with it than trying to forcefully fight against it, as Nietzsche would propose. So, here are a few examples or or a few practices that you can use in your daily life in order to train yourself in such a stoic manner. First of all, set lower expectations. Disappointment is mostly self-inflicted due to our own internal future perception of events or how we want to perceive future events. If you hand in a lottery ticket telling yourself how this time you will win, You might be setting yourself on a path of lifelong disappointment each week, but employ this with people as well. Complain and become angry when you get disappointed with others, but why do you set expectations which are so high that people will almost find it impossible to meet your expectations? It's quite an irresponsible thing to do if you want to take your well being into consideration. Secondly, appreciate what you already have instead of wanting more all the time. The Hedonic threadmill is really easily accessible in this very fast driven world. It's a lifelong doomsday device if you use it wrong, and it will never end. Instead, sometimes imagine how possessions you already have give you value and pleasure without you even noticing them. I mean, you do not have to appreciate your phone all the time because, you know, it might often crash and it has a broken screen or runs out of battery really fast, but How much better it is that you have a phone in the first place? Because if you didn't have one, your life would be quite doomed i mean how could you keep up with this crazy pace of modern life without a phone so i think you should instead of always thinking of how crappy your phone is think or or when the new iphone comes out tell yourself how you need that maybe first try to appreciate the fact that you already have one and only by having one how many possibilities and limits are you know open and broken at the same time. And my last advice um, I have here is to think how things could be worse oftentimes. You might now have a bad experience and be lost in thought about all the negative and terrible things that happened to you. i mean, the supermarket again. Why do I have to do that again? It's the same shopping. I have done it a million times. What you miss is that maybe in 30 or 60 years, if you're lucky, you will lose maybe your ability to walk or even commute to the supermarket, which presents you with a large variety of food and all the different nutrients you will ever need in one confined space. Sure, it might be difficult to go to the supermarket now, but you are basically living your dream life of your future self who will have a disability to even go to the supermarket and have to ask, ask favour from other people to be able to do his or her groceries. Now, all in all, I hope you enjoyed today's episode on Nietzsche and how he was wrong about stoicism and these stoic practices. I would really try to use them in my daily life and all I have to say now is that you stay positive.